When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to Sports Day. Fantastic to have your company and wonderful to have in advance of the AFL Grand Final the coach of the Collingwood Magpies, but he's also a premiership player, of course, with the Brizzy Lions. And we're going to roll a bit of both in tonight. And, of course, he was judged the AFL Coaches Association Coach of the Year. Craig McRae is the man we're talking about, and he joins us here on Sports Day. Craig, welcome, mate. Uh, Congratulations on the award. Yeah, thanks, Carl. uh, A lot's happened since I uh, spoke to you. Last time, uh, it's, been, it's been an amazing year and uh, yeah, very humbled by the award. What a year uh, and what a ride. Yeah. And look, there's a lot of my friends who have uh, been walking the streets in Perth to, and been saying, we actually like Collingwood this year. Uh, <laughs> just the way that you played and uh, they had so much freedom. I mean, just take us inside your thought process on how the year panned out. Yeah, it's been a. Oh, you're not the first to say that a few have liked Collingwood more than they used to. Um, I don't know. I think we uh, people admire teams. I, I know I do. Looking around other, other sports around the world, I admire teams that just have a crack or or never give up, and, and they're exciting to play. And I think our brand this year has sort of presented all of that. Um, you know, our last game of the year, we're down by 36 points at, um, against Sydney last week, and our boys just didn't want to give in. And yeah, I've just. Uh, Open up the, the shackles a little bit with the group, and you know we'll get a little bit behind on the scoreboard. So well, let's just let's just go for it. You know what, what do we have to lose? I'd rather lose by ten goals. And you know, I remember one game at half time. I said we're playing boring. I don't want to coach a team that's boring. So let's uh, let's go for it and have some fun while doing it. And uh, this group's really embraced that. Big fan of the philosophies, Craig, uh, in coaching and also in life. Uh, the okay to make mistakes one is something that stuck with me from last weekend. H- how did you learn that yourself or who passed that on to you to uh, take that on in your life and also coaching? Um, I'm just a bit of a glass half full guy and, and you know, particularly coaching at the VFL a few years ago, I just embraced the mistakes and accept it's going to happen, you know, you know, I have to think you're going to go into a game and not make one, and and it's okay. And I, I think maybe too often our players tighten up under pressure, or you know, as athletes, you sort of like, oh, I made a mistake, and then you stay in that moment for too long. And yeah, I'm a big big uh, advocate on you know, go for it, make a mistake, and then hey, fix it. It's okay to make a mistake, but it's what you do next. And I've just been preaching that all year to our group that you know, if anything, I want you to make more mistakes because we're just going to grow and learn faster by doing it. So. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm not sure where it's come from, but certainly um, this, this group in particular has embraced it. And as far as passing it on to a group in you know, such a wide a- uh, age range of, and group of guys, is there a, a difficulty in passing along a message in that way, or is it quite easy to get across a philosophy like that? Oh, no, I get quite, quite animated when they don't. Like, uh, you know, if it, you know, I want to reward it when it happens, but if it's not happening, I'll just start to you know, raise my vocal cords a bit. So we don't want to be that team. Come on, you're better than that. Let's... Um, yeah, get get on with it. Like I think in the in the final last week, a couple of guys gave away fifties, and it wasn't the fact they gave away fifty because you know 
things happen in, in life and you know, make mistakes, whatever. But then they just stood there and watched the guy run down the field and pass and go inside 50 when he's still 50 metres behind the player. I said, come on, that's not good enough. So I think there's a, there's a level of accountability to it. I'm I'm probably more of a five positives to one negative guy anyway, but yeah, mostly reward the behaviour and then try to make it grow. So let's reflect back now, mate, to that little bloke who was born in South Australia, who played for Glenelg, <laughs> who got picked up by the Brizzy Lions, uh, or the Brizzy Bears as they were back then, I think, Flea. Yeah, yeah. Or Fly, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. You know, yeah, um, the, yeah, the fly. Yeah, um, now, now it was the old Bears, wasn't it? That's amazing. I mean, 1993 yeah. in that preseason draft, and then to to actually endure the early days, which weren't that good, let's face it. But then to <laughs> yeah. get to play in three grand finals back to back to back, I mean, that was just unbelievable. And let's face it, mate, you're one of only two clubs that have been able to achieve that feat since the game went national. Yeah, yeah, I remember saying I was a massive fan of. of you guys and watching you do your thing, Carl, and um, through that era, that, like growing up in South Australia, you, you imagine like as a young 16, 17-year-old, you're watching you know, the Grand Finals and you know, the Cats and all these other teams that were around at that time, and I was a Carlton fan and watching Stephen Coonan, South Australian greats, go over there and Craig Bradley's, and he's just trying to aspire to be something. And get uh, a little skinny lad running around the wing at Glenelg, got picked up by the Bears, and um, yeah, the Bears had achieved nothing and, and was always a, a sense of um, trying to find ourselves, discovery. And I got there in 95 in the end and, and we actually made the final that year, um, my first year. So we were just a, a young Michael Voss and a young Acker and a young Nigel Lapp and a Chris Scott. These guys were all, and Justin Leverage, we were all starting out together. And then, yeah, who, who would have thought, you know, 10 years later we we finished our careers with, with three premierships in a row. It was, um, yeah, it's quite an incredible journey. We actually got a reunion on Sunday, um, Martin Pike is organised it, which should be fun. And we, um, everybody, <laughs> oh, yeah. everybody's in, yeah, Pikey's organised it. He's, I didn't think he was capable, but he's got, he created this WhatsApp group and every player, doctor, physio, um, support staff, coaches have all joined up and everyone's going to be here on Sunday. So it could be an incredible turnout. I used to love Pikey because after games when you headed out west, uh, he used to come and catch up and we used to go out and uh, that's what it used to be like. We used to go at it hard for a couple of hours and then be able to have a drink together. I know the game has changed so much these days, but just one story about Pikey. He he was ahead of his time, I reckon, because he actually used to, to, and you can can maybe um, back me up here, but he used to actually put his GPS on his dog and hit the tennis ball around. That is so, that's a true story. Yeah, we, we it's actually, a true story. Yeah, well, well, it was a heart rate monitor, I think it was, and he had to <laughs> he had to record your sessions. <laughs> and he's, he's recorded a session with his dog on it, and there's this <laughs> ridiculous heart rate that's not human, and uh, he got yeah. caught out. I think, he, I think he's outsmarting it, but he's, <laughs> that is a true story. Yeah, and 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 Daryl White, mate, is a, another great story. I mean, he was a he was a bloke um, who I got to spend some time with, and such a such a wonderful character, and the way that uh, he was able to turn his life around. I mean, he had some really tough times early, but he turned into a wonderful footballer. Yeah, yeah, White is one of those great players, teammates, and yeah, played. He was sort of there a few years before me, and had to go through that hard time, which you mentioned at Carrara, and. Um, oh, look, we had so many great players. Like, just a blue side. Chris Johnson was an amazing player. And even a guy like Marcus Ascroft was, he played 300 odd games and he was, you know, top two or three best in Paris with 10 odd years. In the end, he was just a halfback tagger. And like, and Sean Hart and Norsmith Medalist. And there's a lot of players, Luke Power and Simon Black. That, yeah, I th- I'm looking forward to Sunday to catch up with those guys. I, 
a lot of us are old and grey now, but still the memories are really, really thick. Yeah, the the unfortunate part is, I mean, we've got a race day in a couple of weeks' time, uh, Craig, and I must say we all turn into like sort of 18 to 20-year-olds again. It's just amazing how quickly that happens. And, uh, you know, like Jonathan Brown was a bloke who I think that when you reflect back to your time, he was like the big bloke that sort of set the standard when it came to the hardness. Is is that right or not? I mean, because looking in from the outside, that's how it seemed to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was uh, only telling a story the other day that um, he would grab me before the game. And this is, a, just remember, he was only 19, 20, 21 when he was winning his premierships. Um, so he's, he's, he's a, he'd become a lot bigger again. But I was, um, before the game, he'd call me my little mate. Come here, my little mate. And this is, and I was pretty <laughs> bouncy and, and, and chirpy. I'd had a, you know, a lot of fun and smiling a lot. And he goes, come here, my little mate. Now, just remember, run your, run your opponent by me before the bounce. <laughs> So I'd grab my, you know, get out the ground and you warm it up and there's a bit of argy-bargy. And anyway, I get my opponent, he's trying to bump into him. I just start running from one side of the 50 to the other and the brownies at centre forward. And I'd run past him and all I'd hear was like, Hurr! and I just look back and there's my opponent on the ground. He's just giving a little drive-by. And he did this about 60 or 70 games. <laughs> yeah. Every first bounce. Uh, so he, yeah, he's incredible... Um, uh, figure it. We actually had to take him out of the competitive drills. Lee took him out because he was actually hurting his own teammates. So, um, yeah, no, he's, he was a great player. We mentioned it yesterday as part of our On This Day segment, Craig, but I believe we owe you a happy birthday for yesterday, mate. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, we yeah. don't count our birthdays when you get to my age. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how, did you, how did you spend the day? Uh, well, a long, long um, day with the family, which this job is um, all-encompassing and yeah, it's been a full-on week with uh, exit interviews and and delistings, and then uh, trying to you know get the get the next part in order. And um, Thursday was a day off to spend with the family, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. And well, during the week after we saw um, your penchant for wearing pajamas, has Peter Alexander or anyone <laughs> been in touch, mate, to uh, hook you up with a contract? I'm just trying to be myself, and uh, yeah, there was a, there was an ability not to uh, just to have a little 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 part of myself just exposed. Um, I've realised I've. They, they caught the camera and there's a little bit more skin than I thought I'd show and my skinnings weren't as great as I'd, I'd like so I'd probably revisit it I would have done it. Uh, well, one thing I can say, mate, is when I look into the crystal ball and uh, if you can repeat uh, what you did this year and get that a little bit better, um, it might be a nice 50th birthday present uh, coming your way <laughs> in September next season. Thank you very much for sharing some time with us tonight, mate. Enjoy the grand final and uh, take care. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Good on you. Craig McRae joining us here on Sports Day. Fantastic to have the Collingwood coach uh, and, as I said, a, a legend of the Brisbane Lions Football Club, winning those three premierships, 2001 to 2003. And, of course, uh, in his time so far at Collingwood, uh, 17 and 8, 17 wins and 8 losses to kick off his career. So pretty awesome stuff as we clear a break. On the other side, we're going to come back and we are going to turn our attention to another grand finalist and he comes out of the Sydney Swans and his name is Ryan O'Keefe. He went on to win a Norm Smith medal. In fact, our two guests coming your way next are both Norm Smith medalists. We're going to have a chat to Ryan O'Keefe prior to the news and Jimmy Bartell from Geelong straight out of the news here on Sports Day.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.